Welcome to Knowledge Base, where DJing and business collide. Welcome to Knowledge Base, where business and DJing collide. I'm your host, DJ Lexicon. And in today's show, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. You know, I, I think you guys should know who you're listening to. Now, some of you guys might recognize me from that DJ show. But hey, I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself anyways. Now, the other thing is, I'm also going to tell you five things that DJs should know. I'm also going to give you a quick heads up about what this show is about. So, sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy the ride. It's that time where we remind you to head over to studioids.com and sign up for our email list. You will receive all of the latest updates, releases, and information about our studio. Also, wherever you are listening, from whether it be iTunes or SoundCloud, please give us a comment, a like, and a share. Thank you for supporting our endeavor to open minds one show at a time. So let's get right to it. I like to start by introducing myself. My name is Lex, aka DJ Lexicon, and I've been DJing for a little over 21 years, and I have seen it all. Like I, I, I you know, a lot of people always joke with me. You know, I, I started back on, on cassette tapes and, you know, dubbing and, and, and creating my own mixes and my own loops and things like that. So I started DJing when I was eight years old. I started throwing little parties in and around my house. My mom used to take some massive horse pills to knock herself out. Now, my first inspiration for DJing was a radio DJ. And I remember listening to this guy as a kid and loved what he did. His name was John Garabedian and he had the open house party. And I don't know if a lot of you guys remember this guy. But he was awesome. He would have DJs from all around the world spinning and, you know, throwing this party. And he would have this party in his basement. I don't know if it was real or not, but you know what? It just got my imagination going. And that's when I started to really just throw parties in my, you know, I lived in the project. So I throw parties in the projects and, and, and people loved it. When I turned 13... I got my first real paying gig where I, I did my first wedding. And when I did that first wedding, right after I did that wedding and they paid me, I was like, hey, I can make a business out of this. <laughs> so I was like, OK, well, if I make a business out of this, how do I do this? And so I started my first DJ company. And obviously, I didn't know a lot about business back then. I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. I've always had the ability to just see awesome opportunities. And that just teamed up with my DJ ability. I blew up so quickly with my first DJ company. I was doing middle schools. I was doing, you know, house parties here and there. And so the whole the whole thing about it is that I love DJing and I am very passionate about it. When I realized that I could make money doing this, and, and here's the thing, guys. DJing is a timeless skill. I mean, it's a profession that is never going to go away. You know, there's always going to be a party somewhere. There's always going to be some style of DJing. 
out there somewhere. And so if you think about it, it's a it's the kind of business that you won't ever need to worry about. Right. But I didn't really think about it that way when I was a kid. <laughs> I just saw a lot of money and was like, sweet, you know, and that's what I did due to some immaturity. I had to move on from the hookup DJ service. And that was the name of that company, the hookup DJ service. God, what a name. <laughs> yes, I know it was horrible, but it was one of those like it fit the time. So I finally meet my wife. We're doing great. We're hitting it off. Everything is great. And she tells me, hey, I'm pregnant. And most guys would be like, oh, no. But I was like, Woo-hoo! yes, uh, you know, my wife is pregnant. I'm so happy oh crap, I need to make money. I had taken a a hiatus for a little bit. You know, every DJ does that. Everybody, you know, will DJ for a while and then they just need to take that break and and they just step away from it for a second. second. And I'm I'm no different. I had to to step away from it for a little while. But when my wife told me that, you know, actually she she wasn't even my wife at the time. Ooh. (laughs) But... When she told me she was pregnant, I was like, okay, I, A, I was really excited, but then I was like, okay, I need to make some money. And like I said, being a DJ, you can always make money as long as you have gear. And even if you don't have gear and you still have the right kind of friends, you can always borrow some stuff. And that's what I did when I first started Big City DJs. I started off with two CD players and a, and a mixer. And that's how I started off Big City DJs because I really just wanted to get back into it and start to, you know, make some money for my new and upcoming family. And behold my amazement, Big City DJs blew up. Oh my God, Big City DJs way blew up. We bought all kinds of brand new gear, got all kinds of equipment and everything like that. All to facilitate over 200 shows in our first year. And so, guys, I'm not kidding you. We did over 200 shows in our first year, and I'm like, damn, oh my God. In my second year, I, God, we did hundreds of shows. And then I made the number one business mistake that you can make. I tried to be, I tried to be Superman. I tried to do everything. And I, I, and it was funny because I kept asking for help. Hey guys, I need some help. I I just don't, I don't, uh, I can't do this all by myself. I'm getting worn out. I'm working 80 to hundred hour weeks. It's just absolutely insane doing all these shows. I'm, you know, I'm doing shows six or seven days a week. I'm literally like doing shows all the time. And ah, it got so crazy. (sighs) (laughs) so I had to step away from that business because it just got it got too crazy for me and I made that mistake now the right mistake now I gotta say I had eight DJs working for me okay I had eight DJs doing shows for me because not only was I doing my seven shows a week I also had other shows that I had DJs doing for me (laughs) I had multiple systems that would go out with them or lighting packages or stuff like that so we're we're talking in a matter of two years this blew up really really huge we were the in-house DJ at the number one weddings resort here in Tucson and we were just everywhere we were in the karaoke business we were in the wedding business we were in school business we were doing all this stuff and it was all me that my friends, was absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. I mean, all me doing all of this stuff, 
directing eight DJs, doing this. And, you know, and people were, you know, were asking me, hey, can I help out? Can I do this? Then when I would lay it all on top of them, they were like, oh, I don't want to do this. And so I learned a lot about that. I learned about how to deal with a staff. Okay. Now there's a difference between having a staff and having a team. And I learned that in later business ventures. Now, in this show, don't get your hopes up. I'm not going to be teaching you technique. I'm not going to be teaching you any of that stuff. There is plenty of shows out there for that. That's not what I'm here for. What I'm here for and what this show is all about is to teach you, the DJ, how to make this your life. Not just your life as in, I'm spinning all the time. This is what I want to do. I'm talking about oh, I got to wake up and go to work. It's 10 o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Instead of going to a nine to five somewhere, you can have that freedom to do your own business and be DJing like, and being successful at it. I mean, really successful at it. I honestly, I don't believe that this is a, uh, a top secret formula. That's what this show is going to be about. This show is all about showing you and teaching you. We're going to talk about how to start your business, what kind of equipment to get, what kind of shows you want to start off on and how to get your feet wet and and really cut your teeth on on the business aspect of this because guys, I am telling you, you can make a grip of money doing this. I'll tell you right now for you guys who are like shying away from from this because all oh, this is mobile DJing and I'm just going to be playing straight music. I'm not going to be able to mix. Bull. That's not what it's about. All right. Like I'm a multi-source DJ. I I do a lot of mixing and things like that. Now, it's all about knowing your crowd. It's knowing when to turn on that club DJ. So that's what I'm going to teach you in this show. I'm going to teach you how to take your awesome DJ mixing style from the club and make it your profitable mobile DJing enterprise. Maybe not enterprise, but a small business that you can live off of and you can, you know, what do you do for a living? I'm a DJ. Man, the questions just start getting asked. (laughs) That makes me feel good because... I get to talk to them about something I love. And we'll get more into that later. I'd like to show you that I'm one of you guys, all right? I'm not some some dude behind a microphone who is just pretending to do this. I've done this for a really long time. And so I know a lot of you guys are going to probably wonder, well, what business are you running now? Well, I actually currently own ID Studios with my wife. The reason for this is because I've actually retired from DJing. And I've decided that I wanted to teach. And in this show... I want to teach people how to create a DJ business, not not just somebody who is going to tell you, okay, you know, you're going to need to do this, you're going to do this, and you're going to do that. No, this is going to be really good stuff, stuff that you can put into practice right, right now and make a living at it. And yeah, just enjoy your life. Guys, I'm just like you guys. I have those insecurities. I have those uh damn, am I really good enough? Am I really? And I've been doing this a long time and I've had people like nonstop ask me questions and, and I teach people on a regular basis. I always have these insecurities about whether I'm good enough to be doing this. And I'm, and I'm telling you guys right now, you are good enough. You are good enough to be a professional DJ and get paid to love what you do. 
instead of hating what you do. That's what this show is about. And I hope you guys catch me next week. And I hope you guys catch me tomorrow. This show is going to be going on every day, Monday through Friday. Weekends, I'm taking off. But Monday through Friday, I'm yours. And after a little while, I'm going to open it up to questions. First, I want to give you guys the meats and potatoes of this, and then I want to open it up to questions so that you guys can ask me questions and I can answer those questions for you. As promised, five things DJs should be doing. Now, guys, this is stuff that I've seen other DJs doing. I've done for years I learned early on to find DJs that I really like and do what they do. This is stuff that I have noticed over the years that really, really, really helps out being a business. Now, first thing, and actually any DJ should be doing this, all right? First thing, number one, pre-setup. Number two, practicing. Number three, networking. Number four. Gear maintenance. Number five, creating an email list. Now, all of this probably sounds really weird and kind of dumb. I guarantee you will help you out in your business. Okay. So first thing, doing a pre-setup. How does that help you? It helps you because you get set up before you go to the show. So you work out all of your You know, even if you have a really simple system and you know that, oh, this is just really quick and plug and play, it's always good to just set, you know, do a pre-setup, set everything up in your house, in your backyard, or, you know, go out to a park or somebody's, you know, yard and set this and set your rig up and make sure that you have all of the connections. You make sure that you have everything set up the way client wants you to set up. All right. So that's big. Pre-setup is a huge, huge, huge deal. So that's number one. Number two, practicing. God, it's weird that I even have to say this because you would think you're practicing every day, right? Well, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of DJs out there who they rest on their laurels. They get tired of just, (laughs) oh, you know, I'm so good. I don't need to be practicing. But you know what? The best DJs out there are practicing every single day and when they're practicing they're practicing real great technique so guys practice 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 this is an instrument you practice it you're going to get better and the better you get the more people are going to notice and the more people are going to enjoy your sets now gear maintenance this is a huge one that people barely ever 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 worry about Gear maintenance is huge because how many times have you heard of somebody, their system has died or something happens during, you know, a show? Well, it could have been prevented with some gear maintenance. Maintain your gear, guys, whether it be your laptop, whether it be your mixer, your 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 turntables, whatever it is. Make sure it's clean. Make sure it's dusted. Make sure that all the connections are good. Make sure that all the wheels and the knobs and the buttons and all of the functionality of the board or the mixer or your turntables all still works right that is gonna make sure and think about it if you do if you do this gear maintenance 
and you do it before a show, you might actually catch something that was going to fail at the show. So it's a really good idea to do gear maintenance. Now, the last one, number five, creating an email list. Now, I know it's an antiquated idea, but you would be surprised. There are still multi-million, I'm sorry, nowadays, multi-billion dollar corporations that are using email lists. People from, from Google, Amazon, Apple, all these different billion dollar companies, all these billion dollar companies are using and utilizing email lists. And, and the reason why you want an email list is because when you go to drop a new mix or when you're trying to find new clients or when you are trying to talk to potential clients about something that this is a good idea. So when you bring, when you're talking to a potential client, that's a good, 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 good time to get their email because then, you know, you've got a, a justified reason. You've got them there. You're going to email them stuff while you're at it. Why don't you just ask them, hey, is it OK if I send you some promotional stuff every once in a while? I'm not going to sell you list. It's just going to be my email list. And some will say yes and some will say no. It all depends on whether they perceive you as a value or not. So those are the five things that DJs should be doing. Number one, pre-setup. Make sure that you're setting up before every show, not at the show, but at home or somewhere at a location. Practicing. I practice every day or as often as I can for at least an hour, and I always record my practice session. Networking, number three. That is huge. The more you network, the more gigs you're going to get. Gear maintenance. You don't want it to fail on you on a show because that doesn't look professional and they're not going to want you back if everything fails. Gear maintenance. Now, creating that email list, number five. Huge, huge, huge. That, my friends, is the five things DJs should know. Let me know what you guys think. Is it a great show? Is it a bad show? What the hell were you thinking? Just let me know. Like, comment, and check out our parent company, studioids.com. Thank you and have a good one, guys.